Hi, and welcome into another edition of Music Fanimal here on Fanimal Radio. My name is Tony Lombardi, and I'm joined today by Vertigo Red. And I'll introduce them from my right to the far right. This is Bree, this is Ken, and that's Meyer. Welcome in, guys. How are you today? Great. Awesome. Thanks for having us. So I got to ask, Vertigo Red, it's a cool name. How did you come up with it? Well, I had yeah. nothing to do with that. Uh, that was before I joined the band, so you guys... Pre-Bree. Pre-Bree, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ken and I and Dino and Glenn, the other two members that aren't here, we were all in a band together for several years known as Soul Easy. A lot of classic rock. And uh, we had just finished recording an all-original CD, and it, it, it's, it's common, it happens in the, in the business these days. The lead singer kind of got full of himself after that. And started talking about wanting to. What do you really think? Right. Well, he started wanting well, to talk. We're still about, talking pre-Bree, right? Yeah. Well, the CD and the time in the studio, it kind of went to his head, and we saw it all happening over months. So then he talked about doing some solo stuff, and the four of us kept continued talking after shows, and we kind of said, "Here's what we feel is going to happen," and it did. So we parted ways. We wished him well, and the four of us had a meeting and decided the four of us are so good together. Why go separate directions just because he's leaving? Let's just go in a new direction, start playing a whole different, you know, a wide array of genres. And when we decided, let's go with a female lead front or lead singer, and we formed Vertigo Red. So how did you guys land on Brie? We got lucky, very lucky. Okay. We're, we're thrilled to have Brie. Craigslist. We had really? A few, yeah, we had a yes. female front before Brie for about a year and a half. Yep. And uh, it wasn't... It wasn't holding us back, but we knew it wasn't going in the direction that the four of us, again, knew the division that we had. So we uh, sent some advertisements out on different music sites. Very and discreetly. The, very discreetly. discreetly. At the same time, I had put a Craigslist post out, singer looking for band, which can also get a little weird, too. It's Craigslist, so you have to be very careful. So my mom reminds me all the time. Um, and I saw theirs, and they were a band looking for singer discreetly, making okay. it very clear the other one was still in play, and we did a... Kind of like a private, almost secret audition. And um, just to make sure professionally that it was like a fluid thing because I had to learn all of the songs so that when they did let her go, the next gig I performed. We didn't wow. want to cancel gigs. They were already booked. What was the time frame between the time you joined and the time you had to perform? About a month. Yeah, 30 days, yeah. I think. And yeah, you guys secretly. have a pretty wide-ranging repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 80s, 90s, the current... That was definitely, yeah. Well, I saw some country in there, too. Well, yeah, we do modern yeah. country, yeah. Luckily, Once I we got Brie, we yeah. went in that direction, because she, she's got the vocals for it. Right? Luckily, I knew a lot of the songs, so we got lucky there. But So what were you, who were you singing with before? Um, so no one. I had performed on cruise ships for five years as a singer, um, and a lot of that is, think, karaoke, so anything okay. popular. So I, knew, I just, you know. And then I got off cruise ships and entered the real world and missed singing, so that's why. It's actually a big part of the music industry that the public isn't aware of. I was approached by the cruise ship industry years ago, and like six years goes by, then I start getting letters again. I have musician friends that are right now working. They sign six-month and 12-month contracts. And Bree stayed out there for five years. (laughs) It was hard to leave. I saw recently like Paul Rogers from Bad Company and Alice Cooper, they do this thing annually. So where are you guys all from? I'll start with you, Bray. Uh Baltimore. So Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised. Uh, Middle River, specifically. Okay. So, so. You're, you're just like me. I could say I'm a Baltimore on. Yep, I can uh, definitely do the accent if you want me to later. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up near College Park, Maryland. And I'm in southern Maryland now. I'm down in Cabra County. So how did you hook up with these guys? 
Um, the bass player, the other guitar player, and myself started a band back in 1990. Was that Riff Raff? Uh, Riff Raff. 1990 um, to me feels like about a couple years ago. I was four years old. Okay. <laughs> oh. But um, yeah, we all we all lived like within five minutes of each other, and we started that band, and we were mod moderately successful. And then as we got older, we started drifting apart location-wise, but we still stayed together. So that was the band that Myra was referring to and involved. Which became so easy. easy yeah. mm -hmm. You know, you brought up an interesting point, Ken, and I think that I think most of our listeners and viewers would want to hear about this, but how do you guys kind of mesh the personalities? Because from my perspective, if you want to take the stage and you want to perform, there's a certain amount of ego that goes along with that. Absolutely. And so you got to kind of manage that collectively. So how do you guys That's, do that? I keep them in line. Yeah. <laughs> and I let them know. No. Um, actually, that was the one thing that I always, I bring it up probably every practice, is how lucky we are that the five of us Correct. really genuinely like and care about each other and, and flow so well together. It's very, You know how people throw the word chemistry around? Mm -hmm. With us, that is the glue. We, exactly. we reuse the right word. We are lucky. A lot of musicians wouldn't admit this to you. I have no problem going there, but I've been in lots of bands since the late 80s. Some bands were two, lasted two months. Some bands lasted five years. I've, I've been with Kenny and the guys now for seven and a half years since I auditioned for So Easy. They were getting rid of a, their previous drummer. I was in a band that wasn't willing to work as much as I wanted. I was looking for a band. Their singer found me on a musician site. I came and auditioned, felt the chemistry on day one with them. Same with me. Um, yeah, a lot of folks think, you know, what's the hardest thing about you know, being in a band or keeping a band together? And they think the music, song selection, and it's not. You've got to get along. You have really, to get along. Yeah. And, you, and you'll hear musicians say this, Tony. That's a great question. You'll hear even the, say it's The Who or Motley Crue, the Van Allen, whoever. They'll, they'll admit in a private setting it's like having f five siblings or five spouses. So there's times where the chemistry, like we just played this weekend at Live, Maryland Live Casino. And I don't know about you guys, we haven't discussed it. But our chemistry, it, 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 it was like on autopilot. The show was just great, the crowd, we feed off their energy. But then there's times where, you know, you're rehearsing. And that's where I lead to that thing with five siblings or five spouses. We all have to respect each other's private lives. Um, some guys have families. You know, my, my daughter's grown. I'm divorced. Bree's not married yet. Um, but you you got, you got to respect their work schedules, your family schedules. This band, it works. I've been in bands where it just doesn't. Do you ever have ideas that you bounce off each other and they're rejected? All the time. Oh, yeah. We're, we're literally a family. So the same way that I would talk to my sister... Um, is how I talk to those guys. I'll, I'll suggest songs, um, and you know, if somebody's not feeling that kind of song or whatever, or they have to be convinced otherwise, they'll suggest songs, and I'll be like, eh, you know, back and forth. That's probably, but most of the time, we, we are pretty much on the same page yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Everybody's got the same vision. That's part of the chemistry, too. Yeah. Is the vision of where you need and want the band to go. We, we left an agency in the past, about a year ago, another big agency that handles Maryland, D.C. And we left and came back to Starley, who we were with years ago. Um, but the chemistry had to be right for us, and we all had to agree to that. I've been in bands before where that might that would have broken up most bands. Yeah, a big one is like also 
we're very much into all playing live. So a big thing um, nowadays is using like a lot of electronic stuff on stage. Like you'll Isn't see that cheating. Thank we, you. That's the term we, we use. We think it is. We but think it is. We agree on that. So we, that's another we thing. Refuse. I've been in bands previously, just little things here and there where they want to use their laptop the whole time, and I'm not really. Yeah, I'm that's not one about thing that. you get with us is everything you hear and see. So that's no laptops on stage. That's the joke we make. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know I'm sure you guys see it more than I do because you have trained eyes and ears, but. There have been times when I've watched a keyboard player yep. who may be singing. Correct. And I'm listening for keys, and I'm like, his hands aren't really moving. <laughs> yep. I've seen it so bad where they walk away from the keyboard. Yes. And it's still going. <laughs> yeah, we know that guy's good. <laughs> they get caught up in the moment and forget that, but we know what we're looking for. And yeah. you see a keyboardist start dancing, it's like, dude. Yeah, so we, we agree on, on pretty much every aspect of that. Of that. Good. So Vertigo Red's going to do three songs for us. They're going to start with a song from A Star Is Born, Shallow.
guys thanks really really good job so how did that become part of your repertoire um, I demanded <laughs> <laughs> you love the movie I, obviously yes I saw the movie I've seen it twice now um, I absolutely loved it I could not recommend it more um, it, it's phenomenal Bradley Cooper sings and plays in it and yes, he directed it heard, yeah. she's phenomenal she's phenomenal in everything I've always loved her we already do some Gaga songs so when I saw the movie and I heard that song and I know Ken's voice so well, and I know the kind of music the guys like. I was like, you guys don't know this song yet. The movie literally came out today, but we will learn it, and we will do it immediately. As soon as you can learn it, I sent them all the video, and, and they all is, loved it. That is not a remake. That's a brand new song? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did yeah. Bradley Cooper write that? I believe Lady Gaga did. Yeah, with, I would think so. With some other writers, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's singing and playing on it. She's amazing. She's yep. ridiculous. And I yeah. thought her... Halftime entertainment, I forgot what Super Bowl was, yeah, was one of the best. Yes. Yes. She's, she's pretty amazing. She's, she's a performer. Talent. She yeah. used to bring some nonsense to her that used to irritate me because I knew how talented she really was. She's an incredible pianist and her vocals yeah. are off the charts. Yeah. She's now really, she's toned it down. Yeah. She's um, you know, there's this movie's very stripped down, like no cost, you know, none of all the gaga. No it's very much her. her yeah, I believe her name is <laughs> Stephanie. This is more like who she actually is. Right. So it's great to see. Right. I highly recommend. I'm big into Netflix documentaries, particularly musical documentaries, yes. and my favorites have been The Eagles, I saw it. Tom Petty, yep. and they, they went on Amy Winehouse, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but they did one on Gaga I as just well, and that was phenomenal. Yep. Loved it. I, I love learning about the creative process because it's different for everybody, it seems. Yeah, and you get to see you know, how hard it really is. Like, it's not all just the fun and right. the stage, and I, I love seeing all the behind-the-scenes stuff for sure. So I have to tell you a story. I went to see Pat Benatar down at Ramshead Live. This is probably 10 years ago or so. She sounded phenomenal. She is incredible. And so they played a few of their songs, and she's getting ready to tee up the next song. And she says, well, this next song is a song that my husband makes me play. I'm kind of, kind of tired of playing it. But here it goes. And she really downplayed it. Her husband is in the band. Spider, yeah. yeah. So they go into Hit Me With Your Best Shot. <laughs> she hates playing it because she's, you know. So are, are, there any, are there any songs like that for you guys where your audience, your yes. fans, really want to hear you play something, but you're like, do we have to do this again? You want me to tell you one? What's yeah. yours? Jesse's Girl uh, Jesse's Girl. Okay. Crowds go crazy for it. We just, that this weekend, it wasn't on our set list. Brie will call I it out. I threw it in. An audible. People wanted it. It's not on the set list, so she'll call it an audible, and we hear it in our in-ears. Yeah, I, I talk to them. Like but whenever she does it, she's spot. Wait, wait, wait. Audibles. Like football. Just you like football. Like football. So, oh, there so you we go. Have a, yeah. So it's each of us have a set list near our instrument, and the crowd doesn't see it, only we see it. So we're looking at the next three songs. So <clears throat> we usually stick to the set list. So an audible would be Brie has a microphone on stage where during a guitar solo, Brie might hydrate or get a drink, and then she might call an audible. So... Just this past Into weekend. Into a mic that only they can hear. Only we okay. hear it. So the crowd's cheering, and Bree says in our ears, without the crowd knowing it, guys, let's do Jesse's Girl next. Oh but whenever she calls audible, <laughs> she's spot on. Now, if you look at us, you hearing this, we, we would have all grinned and kind of chuckled to ourselves like, no way. But when we do it, yeah, then the crowd goes that, crazy right? for it. Yeah, and usually when I do it, it's because somebody comes up to the stage and asks for it or... 
they asked on the break. And or you just well, you know about the emotions. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes she'll call it just to get the crowd more engaged. Not going to go into a slow song if people are and still dancing. You know, it works crazily. So, but so Jesse's crowds. That's the one I, that irritates me. What's that's, yours? That was mine. <laughs> that's that was mine. <laughs> and yours too? Mine, it couldn't be yours or you would have called the Yeah, no. Um, mine would probably be anything if I'm like tired and it's the end of the night and it's really high. Like, what's the heart song we do? All I want to do. All I want to do, but the hailstorm version. It's up there. Okay. So if I'm tired and they really want to do it, I'm like, guys. Or even Alanis Morissette. We're not doing that one. <laughs> songs I love, but like right now to sing it after doing you know three shows this weekend, it's it's 2 a.m. Right. That would be my. <laughs> and you know, as a, a fan of the band and, and just listening to music, you kind of do think that, okay, you guys are human jukeboxes, you know, just <laughs> just play whatever we say. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what time, how many days in a row you've played. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and we usually typically do 15 to 17 songs per set times three sets a night. Yeah. So there's some bands that do 10, 12, 13 songs a set. We're pushing 15 to 17 per set times three. Yeah. So by the end of the night, these two are doing the vocals. Bree does 90% of it. So we know as the musicians and the backing, you know, instrument players in that band, as the night goes on, we're knowing that, you know, their vocals can easily get strained. Mm -hmm. Now calling audibles, I know mashups are a big thing these days yeah. with bands. Yeah, we do, you, do you use we the audible them. system for the mashups or, or are those pre-planned? Those usually pre-planned because pre so yeah. we have a we have several now because we love that concept and we like doing mashups that no one's done yet. Yeah. So the way that we learn them is that song will always be linked to that other song. Okay. So if we do like we do an Adele song with Blondie, uh, Blondie. that goes into Blondie. But what Adele song? What Blondie song? It's um, send my love to your new lover. Send my love to your new lover into one way or one another. Way or another. Okay. So when we play span that song, between the two songs. right? So it'll always be those two together. Are there like similar chords to the songs that make you want to mash these things up? He's yes. like a human machine for that. He's yeah. really good at that. Like we'll be playing in rehearsal, and he'll be like, "You know what? This is the same chords as." And I'm like, "What can?" And Earth, he'll just like learn out a song. I'm like, "No way!" And then we'll, that's how we come up with what to do. Is Ken? <laughs> I, I was at a Cheryl Crow concert. Mm -hmm. I love her. Back maybe three years ago, this little place down in Southern Maryland. And uh, my wife and I were together there, and they started going into this, these chords. I said, that sounds like Can't Get Enough of Your Love by Bad Company. Uh, did she go into it? And she did. See? I, she gave me a high five, and I said, that's See? Good. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, there's so, only so many chords at those, some those, point. Yeah, those matchups are fun, though. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. So when you mentioned Jesse's Girl, the, the song I always tie together with that is 8675309. We used to do that, too. We used to do that one, too. They nixed no that one quickly, yeah. too. <laughs> Like, no, no more, more. <laughs> no more. <laughs> there was, what was, uh, what's the name of the girl whose number that is? Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, right. <laughs> so anywhere you call in the country, that number is disabled because everybody would That's call right. and ask for yeah, Jenny. Yeah, I heard That's that. Right. Yep, that yep. makes sense. So, all right, you guys have, you perform in a lot of different places. How mm -hmm. many nights a week do you say you play on average? It depends. Every month's different. Some uh, One month, like December's coming up, we've got six or seven in December, and then a light month might be three or four. Okay. And then we rehearse every Wednesday. Okay. So. So we're doing like 60 to 70 shows a year. Yeah. Tell our audience a little bit about some of the places where you play and, and how they can see you. Gosh, everywhere. Um, all around Baltimore, Annapolis, out to Frederick. D.C. I missed you guys at Looney's Perry Hall. It was yeah, all yeah. the Looney's. We yeah. Do, yeah, we do all the Looney's except downtown. So Looney's Bel Air, which is Anyone that has considered music. north. Yeah, can't yeah. Be Looney's yeah, yeah. Maple yeah. Lawn, which is south, and now the new Looney's Perry Hall. Right. We do Union Jacks Annapolis, Union Jacks Rio, which is Gaithersburg, mm -hmm. 
Champions, Roof. Frederick, Tin Roof down Tin in Roof Baltimore. Down power plant uh, but we do Ocean City. Um, Pretty yeah. much everywhere. We Maryland, D.C. Our website's always up to date, though. Okay. So that's good. That's a good website. Yes. It's one of the better ones of the bands I've seen. There Thank we you. go. Thank you. <laughs> one of you responsible for My that? My cousin, Samantha, actually built that for okay. us. That's what she does. So. Yeah, it looks good. I like that, that shot that yep. you guys yeah. use in there. Yes. That's always up to date. They're great with that, um, updating the website with all the gigs. So I, a lot of our audience are Baltimore Ravens fans. You guys played Pittsburgh recently. Well, we played the Ravens first. <laughs> we did. We wore Ravens shirts Get that out there, right? under <laughs> under our clothes. So you, it was we were, we were, we were yeah. secret fans. Yeah. And it got even worse because my boyfriend is a Falcons fan, and they were playing the Falcons. Okay. So the I had to be on stage. Steelers. Yeah. Yes. So I am the daughter of a huge Ravens fan. Ravens family. I'm playing the Pittsburgh stage against the team that my boyfriend, who's watching front row, is obsessed with. So it was just bad all around. Is he from Atlanta? Yeah. Well, his family is. Um, they treated but, us you know, great, though. They did. They treated really us really well. They knew we were from Baltimore. Top shelf. First class all the first way. First class place to play. Hotel rooms, everything. We were, we were, it was great. But we didn't root for them. No, we didn't root for them. But, you know, and as a band, we know where, where the money is. <laughs> Some of my musician friends were texting me messages a month before. Dude, you're a sellout. You're a traitor. And I reminded them. I'm like, you're just jealous. Because if they would have asked for you, the Steelers requested us almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. And how did they find out about you? They saw us at Sunfest Sun 2017. Ocean City. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody yeah, that works for the Steelers. Ocean City is kind of like this melting pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, there's Pittsburgh, there's Philly, Philadelphia, Jersey. Yeah. and there's DC, yep. and there's yep. Baltimore. Yeah. So they saw us at Sunfest, with, unbeknownst to us. Then they went and watched our promo video on our website. We've got a five minute promo video. And uh, they watched that. And then. Uh, we befriended a band that was playing Sunfest the same time we were there called The Stickers, and they're out of Pittsburgh. Um, and the one guy in The Stickers, he and I exchanged emails and cell phone numbers hoping that we could help them if they ever wanted Baltimore work and that they could help us if we wanted PA work, and it just went from there. Yeah. Again, we, we go where the money is, so okay. well, we to pay time, us. Time for another song from you guys. Yeah. This one's from Amy Winehouse, called Valerie. Sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water And I think of all the things, what you're doing And in my head I paint a picture Since I've come on home, well my body's been a mess And I miss your ginger hair and the way you like a dress won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Change the 
That's a sad story with Amy Winehouse. I don't know if you guys, we talked about the documentaries earlier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, poor thing. I mean, she, she had so much love in her heart, but no one really to give it to. And, yeah. and it, it was really sad, but what a great song. Yeah, love that song. I love that song so much that I named my dog after it. So you can and it's even a boy, right? It's a girl. <laughs> it's a girl. But she comes to certain shows. She was at, um, when you saw us, Crazy, Crazy Tuna. Right. Yeah. yeah. So her name is Valerie after that song. Valerie. So there you go. Such a yeah. powerful voice, though. Yeah. Yeah, she that really documentary does. Is. She really does. But it's it just I think shows how difficult even with that immense talent yep. the business is. And you know, you guys have been in it, and I observe it. And I, part of the reason this show even exists on Family Radio is because I have in my heart a strong attachment to local talent sure. that I think doesn't get the deserve the credit that, that they deserve. And so that's why you guys are all here. But when when you when you think about and we talked about it earlier about these, the computers on stage and things. I don't know what's real when I download something from iTunes, you know, or mostly when my wife does because there's songs that she likes that I don't listen to, mm -hmm. but they're on my iPod. Got to admit, because my <laughs> iPod's the one that's always being played. Yeah. So talk about the business and, and the frustrating things from your perspective, particularly if you guys ever want to start doing original stuff, like you said before, Mario, that you guys did. Yeah, um, I miss that, and and we'll probably we've been in the studio. Um, Vertigo Red as, as the unit that we are recording covers for our promo video 
Um, and, and we kind of said at that time, we'd love to go back in the studio and do originals, especially now that Brianna is part of the band now for the last three years. With her vocals and, you know, those of us that recorded in the past with the wrong singer, I'm chomping at the bit to get back into the studio with Bree um, and do our own originals. So, so yes, I miss that. Um, that's the other side of the business. You know, covers, that's, you know, you'll hear other musicians kind of say this behind the scenes, but um, it's where the money is. So if we, if, we, if we wanted to go all original, there were venues that would expect us to play for free. People like to drink and hear songs they know, or at least I do. So you know by heart. So right. I, yeah, and right. So um, I think another thing is that there's just, and you obviously know this as well, there's so much talent in the world. If you think about how many talented people you've seen that nobody knows about mm -hmm. because they never got like a lucky breaker. I mean, I studied music theater in college, so I did that whole trying to be on Broadway thing, and that's like a whole other level too. Like it's just there are every, Put it this way, everyone's talented, yeah. everyone's good looking, everyone can, you know. So it's really just about like, who do you know? Do we have a connection that could take, you know, our original song and put it some, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I think that's really what I struggle with every time when I think about doing original music. It's like, yeah, we could do it, but like, do we love it enough to really give up everything for it? And I'm sure that this has to cross your mind too, if you're gonna invest the money for studio time. Spend the time, your, your, your own time, which is an investment. Produce something that's good, but never gets heard. Right. That's, that's a it risk, happens right? all the time, yeah. It is. And then, and then what really frustrates someone like me, I won't speak for Bree or Ken, but when you think about the garbage that's on the radio these days, um, look at Justin Bieber. To me, I'm absolutely appalled that he even got in the music industry. I made them learn a Bieber industry. song once, just once. You know? And all of that's faked and overproduced in the studio, and um, it's stuff like that that frustrates. Look at all the great musicians. Like Bree said, think of the entire world. There's so many great musicians. Tony, you're the perfect example. I know that you know so many of the Baltimore top musicians. You're friends with many of them um, that are also friends of mine. So think about that. There's so much talent in just Baltimore, um, and there's some of them um, that are 10, 20 times the musician Justin Bieber is. But that's also I, why I appreciate someone like Marin Morris yes. or Chris Stapleton that comes oh, along yeah. now, and yeah. when you hear it, you're that's like, the oh, real deal. finally, we've been waiting for someone to be as good as music used to be. And that, and I think they get even more credit because you're like, finally, like, like that's to me, Stapleton is like the Sinatra of the uh, country scene. He's, he's incredible, amazing. man, that guy's in. Do you yeah. think that the created, electronically created yeah. pop or music that you kind of despise is more of a pop concentration? Because it seems to me, again, novice perspective, but country music Country's seems to be going real. there, country's going there. I mean. Yeah. Definitely see a star is born. They touch on this because um, they go from the song that we did to she becomes something else. She becomes kind of like Gaga, and you see the transition of like her raw talent of what she wrote something like Shallow, and then it goes into this whole electronic world, right. and you kind of see how it happened and how it's definitely it happens all the time. So, but country is definitely getting there. I change a little bit from Gaga to Kaka. <laughs> right. That's what it is. That's right. So, yeah. Now, what band don't you guys cover, but you kind of, in the back of your mind, you want to cover because they're maybe up and coming or just you like the sound and the vibe of it? 
well, now that we just said it out loud, we don't do a Chris Stapleton song yet. Uh, you know, that's you're right, and we so should. So we definitely should. Would you and sing I didn't realize that? it totally. Sure. I'd make you sing. <laughs> Definitely. So you're the other lead singer when yes. Bree's not singing. Yes. yes. Okay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you I don't understand bands that don't, just to have a, a, a moment, a moment, you know, where he takes the lead and I can like take a sip of water or like breathe or like make an ugly face and turn around to, to admire at the or drums. Or audibles. <laughs> yes, or do something, you know. And sometimes, and people that have seen, seen us live know, sometimes our sets are an hour and a half. And sometimes I really have to go to the bathroom. And right I will run set. off and go I on. go, you have to sing Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah. And I run off stage <laughs> and I come back. So thank God yeah. we have Ken singing as well. Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> Hungry. So if you hear that, like, oh, Brianna it's has the to bathroom go to the bathroom song. <laughs> or there's like, God, that's a long guitar solo. Right. <laughs> they know too. I'm like, I got to go. And we'll see Bri. It's well, an hour and a half. I'm drinking It's funny long. you said that about the guitar solo, Tony, because a lot of people don't know this, but remember in the 80s, when I used to go see Bon Jovi, Journey, Def Leppard, there were all these, and as a drummer, I appreciated it, but there were these really long drum solos, especially like Alex Van Halen, right? And it'd be this, and I appreciated the drum solos, but they got longer and longer. Well, people didn't know it, and I myself didn't until you get older, but that's where they incorporated that into the show, so the rest of the band, they would leave the stage, go, use the restroom, change their outfits, do Take extra... Shot, do extra... Do extra... <laughs> but, then, but the fans didn't know it. They're like, oh, great drum solo. No, it, it was all planned. So that's a payola that we're talking Absolutely. <laughs> What's the most unusual experience you've had in a gig? I've got a good one for this. Well, for Kenny and I, Bree, Bree's our youngest member. Uh, so she's probably seen stuff, I'm sure, on the cruise ships and with us. But Kenny and I, we've been doing, and Glenn and Dino, you know, we've been doing this 25 plus years probably. So uh, I've seen some. Go Wait, ahead, what's Kenny. What's the story? About six years ago, when we were, our older band that we were with, we played a biker rally. Oh, yeah. And it was insane. Up the in crowd, the mountains. Up in the mountains over there on um, near Hancock, Maryland, over okay. that way. And it was just a crazy crowd. And while we were there, I saw this guy wearing a Santa Claus hat. He had the full white beard, riding a trike, butt naked. Oh, I Through thought you were going to say what I was saying. Okay. That was, that was bad Santa. Okay, <laughs> well, at Santa. that same show, see, <laughs> if, see if you remember this. This is what I thought you were going to say. So it was on something, it was a mountain called Apple Mountain, wasn't yeah. it? Apple so Mountain. big stage, and the national act that week, we played on a Wednesday night. It was the female singer with Meatloaf. She was coming to play Friday night. So they had national acts play Friday and Saturday night, and they brought us in to play during the week. So we get in, we set up, big stage, huge crowd. I don't know, on a Wednesday night, three, 4,000 people, I think, that night. Mm -hmm. So as the drummer, I'm elevated on a riser, and Kenny's always left, Dino's to my right, and we're playing. And uh, I thought this is what you were going to say, so craziness. Females in probably the third through fifth row, because the first two were right up on the stage. So I start noticing, man, they're, they're starting to flash us, and they're showing, you know, and I'm smiling, and I'm trying to, like, get Kenny or Dina's attention Getting to make sure, yeah. And then there were some, I think, after, I think at the end of the show, man, we went into the dressing room, and they started cheering one more song. And our agent at the time, Mike Preston, who booked that, he came downstairs into the dressing room and said, they, they want you back up there, do another one. Um, and then uh, some of them were standing up and just mooning us. And I'm just playing, thinking... And it was Meyer's favorite show yeah. <laughs> ever. Definitely but memorable. That's kind of crazy. 17 encores later. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of crazy. I mean, we've seen plenty of stuff. I mean, we've seen people when we're loading out at 3 in the morning from venues. There's people having yeah. sex in the car or pickup oh, yeah. truck right next to our vehicle. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you see a lot when you're sober and yeah. people are drunk. Oh, we've you had drunks. See, I mean, I call that being on California time. Right. Is that what that is? Yeah, okay, they're, use they're, that. they're three hours ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> every band's experienced that drunk in the crowd who oh, starts yeah. out playing air guitar and then he's oh. tumbling into your speakers. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see it. Yeah, we see a lot. Do you ever have it? Have you ever had a gig where you saw something that was really funny and it prevented you from actually doing what you were supposed to be doing? I have. I, I think it would, for you as a singer, that would be the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's usually something like I've done or one of the guys have done on stage, and then I can't get it together. Um, Are we talking to the I mic and make oh, jokes I won't talk the about today. Yes, they, I won't okay, talk about so that's the other thing. <laughs> they use my mic, my audible mic, that can only go to our ears. When I'm singing, sometimes they'll say things on the mic, on yes. that private Just mic, about each other. <laughs> Kenny's great at it. Uh, like yeah. something about, you know, do you know his mom or whatever? I'm like, can you not use the, the mic is for so professional Kenny, Kenny will have use. me cracking up, and I got to concentrate on the song, and then the one that comes after it. But Kenny will do that all the time. And yeah. well, do you ever catch yourself being on autopilot because you played so yes. many number of times? Oh yeah. And, and maybe the concentration level yeah. isn't what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, and then I usually go get it together because yeah. I like I can't. I can never like. Relax. Yeah, that's one of the things I like. Like you just said, put autopilot. I love the fact that we're at that level now with each other that we can go on autopilot and enjoy the moment, well, that's what enjoy I said. the show, and Saturday, not have to concentrate Saturday night, so hard. Saturday night during our break, we were back in the green room, and I said, guys, this is great. We're, we're all on autopilot tonight, meaning we can enjoy the audience and that energy. That yeah. It's a different meaning of autopilot, like not like playing it and like, oh, that song passed it, even though it happened. It's like for them, it's definitely like they're playing it. They actually got to like see. I see that all the time. I see audience reaction. I, I see all that stuff. But when they aren't thinking anymore about how to play something, it's just da it's like down to a T now. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about mashups before. I'll each ask each of you separately. What's your favorite mashup that you guys do? Um, I, honestly, the one that we mentioned, the. Uh, and I'm glad you asked. The Adele Blondie mashup, a lot of bands will do like, and people that are going to watch this are going to think we do half of Adele and half of Blondie. We go kind of one step further. Not saying that it makes us anything special, but so we go from Adele into Blondie and totally different timing patterns, timing signatures, different tempos. The Adele song is slow, but Blondie, if you, and you know the song, um, it's a much faster tempo. And that for a drummer, when we planned this out a year ago and started doing it, I have to then pull the gears back because we come back into Adele. Where some bands will do a mashup, song one, song two. We come back into song one from song two. Not a lot of bands do that. Yeah, we usually bring it back in so that you remember what we started so with. So that's unanimous? Uh, my favorite, uh, we do one, is it Gautier? Gautier? Gautier, I think, is the name of the artist. Somebody that, uh, that somebody I used, that to used to know. We bring that into Jimi Hendrix yeah. all along the Watchtower. Yeah, that's a fun one. <laughs> Some bunny I used to know after he ran up got the bunny over. Now I'm going to think that. <laughs> That's just some bunny I used to know. Now I'm going to think that. I'm going to think that when I She's going to cry on you. stage. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to think that. Okay. Um, my favorites, actually, we do Let's Get It On into um, Lady Annabellum, You Look Good. So that's Marvin Gaye going in the into country. Into a country song. I love it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's my favorite. So if you guys could sit in with a big act... Or open for a big act. What would be like the one you'd like to open or sit in with? Well, we had the pleasure this year. We were one of the two opening bands for Chris Daughtry this year at Ocean That's City. Really the year cool. before, 2017, we opened for Christopher Cross. Remember, he had some big hits. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, they're not our choices, but we always enjoy anytime you can share a stage with a national act. 
If it was me, um, Aerosmith has always been one of my big influences. Um, I love Aerosmith. I'd love to sit in with them. Uh, I'd like to sit in with the Eagles. Uh, that'd be a great one. Bon Jovi. I used to play in, in a band years ago. We did a lot of um, God, there's so many to name, but probably Aerosmith would be my first choice. My, um, my favorite band of all time is Counting Crows. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. And it's my family's favorite band. It's like Adam Dirtz from Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would die. <laughs> I've had this discussion about Cat and Grows on, on previous editions of Music Fanable, and the first record was fantastic. Oh my yes. gosh, August and Everything After. It was fantastic. Defined I, by... I, they've never really matched that. Nah. It's because yeah, Adam's difficult. He's yeah. like a difficult, yeah, but I love it. I see him every year. And there's a Usually song on the first year. album called oh, really? Rain. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a song on the first album called Raining in Baltimore? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, yeah, that's my Really my good record. Some Van Morrison influences there. Definitely, yes. definitely. Yeah. Super talented. So most inspiring musical act for you guys? Hmm. Maybe the one that makes it when you heard it, this is what I want to do. Well, I was in junior high, and what really started catching me then was probably uh, Farner, Kiss, Again, Aerosmith. In high school, you know what really got to me um, as a drummer was the police because Stuart Copeland, um, he's one, you know, most drummers will say John Bonham, of course, that's a given. Neil Peart from Rush, that's a given for drummers. But for me, I would, I would even, Stuart Copeland kind of changed my mindset from that point forward. Not yeah. Karen Carpenter? No, but she's great though. She was great. <laughs> I'd have to say probably Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, uh, who's the other guy you mentioned sometimes? Mark Knopfler. Yeah. Your voice wise, that's who you love. What's that? He's got to install microwave ovens. Exactly. And that's got <laughs> sting on backups on that one. Right. Indeed. Right. Um, for me, it'd probably be um, like there's specific singers that I'm like, man, if I could have that voice. Um, like uh, Florence in the Machine. She's, she's oh, yeah. pretty cool. She's and very esoteric. Yes, she's a, she's a character. But I love that aspect too. I love people that are like performers. And I really lately, in the past couple of years, um, I've gotten into a band called Lake Street Die. Okay. Um, more local, more uh, of a small, but uh, went to Berkeley School of Music, jazz influences. We're actually learning one of their songs right now. So um, they actually just played uh, Canton Waterfront not too long ago okay. over the summer. But yeah, so I, I, I think I listen more for like specific voices that I'm like, wow. Okay, so I'll reveal mine, and I'll ask you guys to reveal yours. Uh-oh. Not that. Kind of show us. Right? Hi, Ruthie. <laughs> no. So the most embarrassing song on my iPod, for most people, but not for none, Partridge Family. Oh, I love the Partridge Family. I've got like five or six Partridge Family songs. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. Nothing you say will be embarrassing. I mean, That's cool that you said that. I am... Um, What's your missing? I mean, I have a lot. I, again, I study music theater. So the most played embarrassing thing is people get in my car and I'm constantly playing the Hamilton soundtrack. So okay. from the Broadway musical mm -hmm. Hamilton. Okay. I know every word. So when they get in my car, they're like, what is this? Because it's rapping about the forefather, the founding fathers. So. Um, <laughs> especially when I'm I. I'm sure that wasn't on there. Oh, yeah. When I was, um, especially when I was like dating and I was single and, you know, I'm just meeting people. They'd get in my car and they're like, what? <laughs> you, like rapping about presidents, so that's probably embarrassing. But you, I can't get embarrassed. So the whole, you can just okay. take my iPod, whatever you want. For me, it'd okay. probably be Bee Gees. Yeah, that's a great answer. Bee Gees is great. Because I love Why their greatest hits. Well, everybody thinks of like 
disco fever when they right. were night fever and all that right. stuff. Great band. But yeah, they've got some great songs from the Absolutely. 60s. Oh, and they man. wrote a lot of songs for other folks. Hold, hold his ear like this so I can hear himself so a little hear. better. Yeah. Now we got in ears. <laughs> so for me, um, I was going to make a joke and Justin say Bieber. Spice Girls, but... Uh, <laughs> I have Spice Girls too. They're, they're on tour not again. embarrassing. Dina. Right, Dina would say <laughs> Spice Girls, They're not embarrassing. Right? <laughs> um, here's a song that that I'd be embarrassed, but remember the song Oombop by Hanson? Oh, my yes. goodness. Good, right. It's a corny song, right? Great lyrics. It's a corny song, but, if, but if, you take the, if you take the vocal track off that, I dig that song, yeah. If you, Hanson is very talented. My Look nephew, them up lately. My nephew toured with them. He said they're they incredible musicians. They're so they, those three brothers can switch off instruments. They're, oh, so maybe yeah. that song ruined them. Maybe. Oh, I'm sure it did commercially, yeah. yeah. Kind of how actors really say talented. a scene will, or a certain movie ruins their thing, you know? They get typecast or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, you're right. Umbot probably... Like Kevin Spacey's ruined now. Well, that's from his personal yeah. side yeah. of things, right? <laughs> well, that's true. Yes. He had, he had a good run. Moment. He had a good run. But you know what else? Elvis Presley, I would say. I, I, I grew up, my mom, when she would clean house on weekends, um, she had every eight track and, and record from Elvis Presley. Um, so that's always in me. That's So that's one that, I guess I'm not embarrassed, but... Uh, yeah. I still love the Elvis tunes, yeah. So one more time for the audience, guys. Let them know where they can find you online, on Facebook, and all those happy things. Yeah, so our website is www.vertigored.com. Um, on Facebook, we are... Vertigo Red Rocks. Vertigo Red Rocks on Facebook. Um, Instagram, Vertigo Red. You want to give your number out to the girls, or I don't... <laughs> Just yeah. come to a show and... Yes. Yeah, December yep. 8th will be at Union Jacks Annapolis. Mm -hmm. It's about two weeks away. Yeah, Dave Teeth is playing there, I think, next week, so we had him on last Oh, week. that's right. They play there every year, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, Laughing Colors. Yeah. So yes. good. Well, great job, guys. It was a pleasure having you. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy so Thanksgiving to all three of you guys. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Uh, so you got one more for us. Yeah. Yes. We're going to do um, one of my favorites. We're going to do My Church by Marin Morris. Take it away. I've fallen down from grace a few too many times, but I found holy redemption when I pulled this carving job, roll the windows down and turn up the time. Can I get a hallelujah? Or can I get an amen? Feels like the Holy Ghost running Keep the wheels rolling, radio scrolling, till my sins wash away. 